The One and Only Bob by Catherine Applegate. Friends, we continue Bob's story while he and his sister, Boss, are still trying to figure out how to get out of the animal shelter that's flooding because of the hurricane. Romeo. Before I can say anything more, Snickers calls my name. Bob, dear, there's something I want to sh- want you to know. Boss winks at me. Listen up, brother. Um, sure, Snickers, I call. What's up? <clears throat> Snickers makes a little throat-clearing noise. I've kept this locked inside me all this time, but now, facing the end, I need to un- I feel the need to unburden myself. Really, Snick? I say quickly, there's no need for that. The thing is, Snickers pauses for dramatic effect. I love you, Bob. I always have. I love the way your cute little tail gets all curled between your legs when you feel embarrassed. I love the way you hum to yourself when you chew your kibble. I love the way you drool when you take a nap. I love... I think I'm getting the picture, Snick. Thanks. That's awfully nice of you to say. And... Snickers says. Boss can't hide her amusement. Go ahead, Bob, she whispers. What can it hurt? We're all gonna die anyway. Bobbo, Snickers calls. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I, uh, think you're pretty swell too, Snick. And what is it that you love about me? I close my eyes, take a deep breath. Well, um... Those pink boots of yours are cool. Those, yeah, those are cool. And I swear I'm trying, but I'm totally drawing a blank. In fairness, the water's up to my belly and my teeth are chattering so loud I can't hear myself think. And, uh, I begin. Oh, come on, how hard is it, yells the bunny, who's perched on a pile of wet Timothy hay. She's a looker and she's smart and she's way too good for the likes of you. Try that, Romeo. You're a looker, and you're smart, and you're way too good for the likes of me, I repeat. Snickers lets out a contented sigh. That wasn't so hard, was it? Boss asks. I groan. Sis, you have no idea. An interesting life. An awful noise comes, like a tree trunk splitting in two, while we watch in disbelief a piece of the roof, the size of a Great Dane, simply vanishes, Rain gushes through the hole in torrents. Boss, I say, it's time to jump on my back. And that's a good idea because why exactly? Because maybe you'll get your turn, I say. Your chance to have things go your way. I've had an interesting life. I want you to have one too. Bob, at best you're buying me a couple extra minutes, Boss says. Sis. I'm like 30 seconds older than you. You're not the boss of me. Please. Why, just because you're a guy, I could take you down in a second with three paws tied behind my back. And if you get out of here and I don't, I continue ignoring her, there's a place I want you to go. Sit on the front porch, wave for the humans who live there. Who are you kidding, Bob? We're both about to die. Three blocks up, Four houses down on the left, look for a big oak tree. Guy named Nutwit lives there. Nutwit, she's suppressing a smile. Say it, I commanded. 
Fine, whatever. Three blocks up, four houses down, nutwit. We go back and forth like that, arguing, bantering, trying not to hear the terror of our cage mates, and I think maybe I'm starting to hallucinate a little. I'm starving and freezing, and I feel kind of dizzy. All the smells and sounds are mingling together, and crazy as it seems, I actually think I catch a whiff of Ivan. Well, that's cool. I kind that's kind of cool. I think at least I'll be rem- remembering my best buddy when I die. There are worse ways to go. Hey. The water laps at my mouth, foul tasting and frigid. Now, I say to my sister, get on my back now. I'm not saving you, whether you like it or not. Something in my choked voice scares her, I guess, because she leaps right onto my back with a horrified yelp. I blink back muddy water. A silver presence looms before me. Still, I'm not entirely sure it's him until I get a real big old whiff of banana. Hey, Bob, says Ivan. Giant monkey and sea monster. The screeches of terror are ear-splitting, and my poor ears have endured plenty by this point. Folks, I cry, relax, he's here to save us. Monkey, screams the orange cat. Giant monkey! I beg your pardon, says Ivan. The bunny cowers in a corner of her cage. If King Kong is here to eat us, I'd rather drown. Sea serpent, screams the beagle. An arched gray trunk glides past. Ruby, I exclaim. She's just tall enough to keep her head above the water. Ivan, Ruby, Snickers calls in a delighted voice. Over here, dears, long time no see. Hey, Snickers, Ruby says. Snickers wags her drenched tail puff. My, how you've grown, sweetie. Excuse me, says Gray Muzzle, but maybe the happy reunion could wait until we're, you know, not underwater. Ivan taps his chin. He's always slow, always deliberate. I like that about the guy, except when I'm about to drown. We need to get all of you to higher ground, he says at last, but the current's tough to fight even for Ruby and me. There's always the roof, I say, but it's damaged. Ivan nods. Seems there's a tree on it. Look, Uncle Bob, Ruby says, paddling back and forth. I'm an Ella Mermaid. Kid always makes me smile. Good work, Ruby. I've got an idea, says Ivan. It'll take multiple trips, so I'm going to start with the smallest creatures and work from there. My sister gazes down at me from her perch on my back. You actually know this ape? He's my best pal. Ivan and I go way back. A long pause follows. Bob, Boss finally says, you weren't kidding. You really have had an interesting life. To safety. One thing about being a silverback, that strength of eight men thing can come in handy. Ivan starts with the bunny and the dachshund, one in each arm, along with the two cats perched on his shoulder and head. One more trip, this time with the beagle and Snickers, and then Boss and me are on our way. Ruby holds tight to Gray Muzzle's collar, and he manages to paddle alongside her, using Ruby as a ballast. It takes us a while to cross the street. The current's swift, and the water's up to Ruby's neck in places. Ivan, I ask as we approach the other side. 
Did they find George and Julia? They're okay. A little banged up, but fine. They made it safely to a keeper's shed. Tree fell and blocked the door. I choked back a sob of relief. George was out there looking for you when Ruby and I left. How, how did you find me? Ruby saw which way you were running, says Ivan. And don't forget that gorillas and elephants have great noses, Bob. Maybe not dog level, but not bad. We followed your stink, Uncle Bob, Ruby exclaims. When we reach the far side, I see where Ivan has deposited our fellow inmates, the parking lot of a donut shop. The lights inside are off like everywhere else, but I glimpse a few flickering candles and people are milling about. Come on, everybody, Ivan calls. Let's get you inside. I'm hoping these folks won't mind a bit of company. As we gather at the entrance, Boss pauses. I'm, uh, gonna head out, she says, avoiding my gaze. What? I, she de I demand. I just found you. You can't leave now. She hesitates. The puppy. Thought maybe I'd check. I mean, I know he's probably gone. She looks at the muddy pavement. It's crazy, I know. Yes, I say firmly. It is crazy. Besides, you're too weak and your paw is injured. My voice grows urgent. Think about it, boss. What are the odds he stayed in that car and waited for you? Who knows where he is by now? Yeah, she looks defeated. I suppose you're right. What's wrong, Bob? Ivan asks. My sister... Whoa, wait. This is your sister, Uncle Bob? Ruby interrupts, turning to Boss. Then that means you're my aunt. Boss has... has... a puppy, I explain. Stuck in a car near the bridge. I point with my nose. Ivan doesn't know his way around town the way I do. That way, not far. She wants to try to find him, but, well, you know, he's probably long gone by now. I know my words are harsh, but I'm trying to protect Boss. No way that puppy is still alive. Ivan strokes his chin. Why don't we get everyone settled inside, he suggests. Then we can figure this out. Never mind, Boss says. Bob's right. It's nuts. Way too dangerous and probably too late anyway. She takes a deep breath. He's not exactly the first pup I've lost. You'd think I'd be used to this by now, wouldn't you? I don't know what to say. I want to make her pain go away, but what can I do? I'm no bigger than Boss is and certainly no smarter. And I've got my own problems. My busted nose, my aching foot, my angry stomach. Look out for numero uno. That's my motto for a reason. It's kept me alive this long.